Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks and praise for this day. I personally give you praise, Jesus, for the opportunity to be back home in Lafayette, Louisiana. And I thank you, Jesus, for the men that are surrounding me, uh, Todd, John, and Calvin, and for their witness to the gospel. Lord Jesus, I ask that you send forth your Holy Spirit to be upon us today, and for a blessed conversation, that we may be a blessing to you. Amen. 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 And the Father, Son, Amen. Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Awesome show today. I'll introduce our co-host right off the bat is Mr. John Reed and Mr. Calvin Hello. James. All right. Hello. Welcome to the show, guys. Now, we got a guy on the show that I love and we all love and we know real well. He's a Lafayette native and he's now, I believe, living in Denver, Colorado. But Mr. Ben Domain, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, so for those who don't know Ben, he was a star football player at STM and LSU, and he's uh, now uh, giving his life to the Lord and doing some good things for, for us. And uh, So I'll just let Ben tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, originally from Lafayette, Louisiana, where I was blessed to play football alongside Calvin's son, Jordan. Amen. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. And then had a, the great blessing of playing football for LSU. I had a life-transforming uh, moment where I encountered Christ in a real way five days before the national championship game in New Orleans when we are playing Alabama again. Uh, and it's pretty cool. I was actually chatting with Chris Stefanik, if you guys know Chris Stefanik, with Real Life Catholic, and he says, man, this is so common. I meet with so many people from Louisiana, and, and I meet more and more people who just have life-changing experiences where Christ just breaks into their life and just and speaks to them and, and move, you know? And so, anyways, it's pretty fun. And so I had an encounter with Christ on Bourbon Street, of all places. What? And yeah. Then, uh, Tell us up. about it. Yeah, so I was walking. I was I had left the faith for a couple of years, and and, um, and then I was on Bourbonville, Bourbon Street in Iberville on uh, Bourbon Street. And heart I, of it. What's that? The heart and, of it. The heart of it. And, heart of the French. Girl. And we were uh, hanging out, and... Um, I was leaving a place of ill repute and I, I, I look and I see a pimp and a prostitute and a homeless couple. And, and I was like, gosh, these people are so broken and messed up. They need some, you know, they, they don't need help. They need, they need a savior. And it just blew my mind. And I mockingly at the same time said, I huh, guess that whole Jesus thing makes sense. And no sooner did I say that I heard been, uh, uh, just, Oh man, it, it's fun to relive this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Ben, you are just as broken and messed up as they are. Mm-hmm. Only your circumstances are different. I bless you to be a blessing. Where are you? Wow. And it just rocked my world. And I was like, so I fell in love with Jesus. And a week later, I'm at a, at a retreat. And I, I still, you know, I still thought Catholics are crazy. I think we still are. <laughs> Peculiar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but I fell in love with Jesus. And then my, my sister-in-law came back in the church in Lake Charles and I went and I read a book called Rediscover Catholicism by Matthew Kelly, mm-hmm. and it just changed my world. So I gave gave my life to Christ, uh, served as a focus missionary, and I worked for Focus for about uh, nearly eight years. And then um, I just recently left, and I serve as the managing consultant for American Philanthropic. And I have the great blessing of working with some great Catholic clients right now. So St. Paul's Outreach and Jason Everett of Chastity Project and Word on Fire and helping them raise more money because where more money is more mission follows. And, um, and then I'm married to a beautiful woman who thought she would never leave Lafayette. And we have three amazing kids. We have James Elijah who's four, a two year old named hope, and then a newborn as of December. 
and bragging on my wife, she delivers babies and does abortion pill reversals. She's wow. she's pretty incredible. So you know, All right, Calvin. I, 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 I want to jump in here first because uh, I think I have a little stock in this. So I know that uh, <laughs> met Ben while uh, performing at uh, St. Thomas More in Campus Ministry, and uh, I have a deal where there are certain people that you encounter in high school that you know they have potential beyond high school. And I'm not just talking about an athlete, but I'm talking about a man. So Ben was one that uh, I kind of stayed in touch with. I continued to text him meditations and encouragement and call him from time to time. And uh, that moment he's talking about when he'd rediscovered Christ, I I was involved with that a little bit because I knew something had happened to him because we had always talked about praying in the Spirit. And that night when we were talking, the talking was over. Uh, we actually prayed to get in the spirit. And that was the first time that I had encountered any experience like that outside of John Listy or his family down in uh, in Abbeville. So what I want to do is, like Todd was asking, we need a little bit more detail about that transition and what God had laid on you, what kind of gifts he started to pour out into your life as you made the transition from that experience to focus. Yeah, that's a great point. I I think I always kind of had my wall up, right? Uh, there's this mindset in, um, by most Catholics that I was experiencing, which is, oh, I know I know what the Catholic Church teaches, I, right? And I had my, that vulnerability uh, wasn't fully open. Um, but I think when Christ wrecked my world, it allowed me to see that he wants a relationship with me. Amen. He wants me all in. And I think that's, that's the heart of I love you, Jesus. You know, and I royally screwed up. I mean, I flew from Denver, Colorado, uh, here on Sunday night with three kids. So as you can imagine, that's what eight hours of traveling. I need to go to confession. Yeah. <laughs> I was just zonked, you know. Yeah. So, but I, I think I, I think the heart of your question is it's it's Jesus, and Jesus wants an actual relationship with me to, for for me to share my heart. Um, and, and then once you have that, everything else follows. So so once you decided that uh, Jesus needs my all. Absolutely. That's what it took for you to surrender everything that you knew that you had to. And then he opened up the floodgates. Absolutely. Absolutely. Three kids. I, I just, I, I lost track after the first. <laughs> <laughs> so Ben, if, for those of you who watch or listen to EWTN uh, regularly, he, he's been on some of the, the EWTN yes. program shows, and, and I want him to talk a little bit about that. But I want to let John Reed jump in here. Uh, John's got a good question for Ben, and uh, and they've always been close and, and family friends. So jump in here, John Reed. Uh, ben, you know, as a, a lot of parents listen to this program and what could you tell a parent to make sure that they get their children to love jesus like you do that's a great question yes it's a great it's a great question you know i i i take this question a bit with a bit of humility as i'm raising three kids that i first and foremost don't know what i'm doing and i'm constantly seeking advice on this topic what i do know is that christian smith who's a um He's a research uh, researcher from the University of Notre Dame, studied a ton of families and said he found thousands of families who all stayed Catholic and then thousands of families who've all left the faith. And he found out what's the one common denominator. And he said the one common denominator is families who regularly share the faith in terms of what Christ is Jesus is doing in their lives stay Catholic. So it was more than them praying the rosary, more than them saying grace, more than them even going to mass on Sundays was that 
the family leaders talked shared vulnerably that the way Jesus is working through their life. So I try to model that for my kids. I mean, my son's four, you know, so <laughs> having that deep spiritual conversation is very hard. But, you know, I mean, right now it's talking about John Paul II and how fun he is and how much he loved Jesus and, you know, so. Excellent. Excellent I mean, answer. Yeah. Okay, so Ben, um, I wanted you. I do want you to share what shows you have been on on EWN because I've seen you on there, but I don't remember the programs. But mm-hmm. one thing that Calvin and, and, and John and I uh, share is a deep, a deep love for the Holy Spirit, and, and we, we love to uh, talk about how, how the Holy Spirit communicates with us in numbers. And for me, it's it's sixteen. If you listen to the show for Calvin, it's twelve. John, what's your number? Nine. All right, nine. So, uh, and Ben and I have had this discussion, and, and, and Ben said that the Holy Spirit communicates to him through colors. I remember you saying mm-hmm, that to me. Mm-hmm. Is that still going on in your still, life? Still colors, still purple. Um, and then, and... Uh, Air tigers. Uh, tigers. But, but my numbers tend to be, it's funny, every time I see 61, 61 is just 16 inverted. That's right. So I always think of you and say prayer for you. <laughs> 61, 72, and 117. So he usually kind of communicates three different messages to me with those. So, um, yeah. And 61 was your LSU number, right? 61 was my LSU number. 117 was my locker number. So I love it. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So what programs were you on? I was on a number of programs when I had my conversion, um, from college. I've had the blessing of serving on the pontifical council for culture and sport in Rome. So Pope Francis's council when I was there, um, that was funny. I made fun of all the Italians and said I played the real football. Ah, <laughs> I, I of really, <laughs> really upset some people. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, I've, I've been on a host of programs, but one of the biggest ones I'm I was uh, most uh, known for by my grandmother who watched EWTN daily, and she just recently passed away, and we celebrated her funeral on Monday. God rest her soul. Was uh, crossing the goal with Danny or Coach Danny of Ramwoods. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was a really really fun program. Um, we just figured, found the DVDs, and my kids are watching them in the car when we drive, and it's pretty, it's hilarious. So, all right, Calvin's got a good question for you, I'm sure. You're listening to Cajun Catholics Radio, uh, <laughs> and uh, Ben Domang is here sharing his his uh, life. And one thing I want to point out because this is routine, this is the kind of like the model. Ben said that he sought God. He sought God with all his heart, with all his mind, with all his soul, and all his strength, mm-hmm. and then things started to happen for him. Well, when you live scripture, that's exactly how it's supposed to happen. He said, uh, for you who who are listening and are uh, interested in his journey and his walk, the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You're hearing him express the things that God is doing in his life, and that's just the beginning. So uh, we need to take uh, pay close attention to what he's saying and how he's describing how God has helped him establish his life. Calvin, can can I just piggyback off of that? I think when when I had my conversion, it was as a there was a bit of nervousness about following Christ. You know, following Jesus. The next, what's the next step? What yes. what might he's the the next thing he's calling me to? And I'll never forget. You know, like for me, it was rap music. I had you know a thousand songs downloaded. I was like, okay, I've got to give this up. You know, and and I would test him on that, and it was it was just so funny, like. I remember testing him on these little things and, th- and, and feeling like the Holy Spirit called things in, into being after I walked out in faith. So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, what's that, that thing I'm holding back or withholding from Jesus? Just, <laughs> just test him on it. Give it to him, you yes. know? So, 
Yes. Yeah. So you know, uh, wouldn't wouldn't be right if we didn't acknowledge uh, Ben's father, Raymond, who who really uh, uh, laid the foundation and has been a guest on this show and just a great man. And and I know that uh, you you didn't grow up in a regular household, y'all. There was a lot of prayer involved, and <laughs> and uh, and Raymond had a, a beautiful testimony on this show. And so you know, I, I guess um, uh, I want you to talk a little bit about your family uh, and and tell us where that foundation came from. I want to share with our listeners too when you when he said he straight away from the faith and during college okay i knew ben before he went to college and i can assure you he did not stray far <laughs> this is the guy that led the the uh christ the king church uh, as an as an lsu football player and was there and participated regularly so he wasn't too far i know that so anyway talk about your family ben. yeah thank you so much uh you know i'm 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 blessed that um uh we come from a good stock so my great my grandmother is uh from Sunset area, and tell uh, us her name. Her name is Lois Devalcourt Doming, and she raised twelve kids by herself. Wow. Uh, my dad's father was struck by a train off a of Gloria Switch Road when he was five and killed. So that was really hard. Um, but she she had a Jesuit priest who said, "Do not feel sorry for yourself. You're going to rise up, and you're going to parent these kids." So that was you know there's just it's pretty cool to watch the way the church has always stood with us. My other grandfather, who who really was pivotal to my life. Was a guy by the name of Dr. Bill Smith, who is a physician. He founded a hospital near down the road, as long as well as um, pro the right to life of Acadiana. Nice. So, uh, but I think I think the the foundation was set of a, a deep rooted Catholicism, um, and I think you know acknowledgement that they were doing their best. At the same time, this is no point finger points to anyone. The church went through a really hard time. You know, for sure. And and I think we have to acknowledge that we went through a hard time and we forgot about Jesus. You know, we got tied up in, in, in a lot of rituals, which, uh, but we lost the meaning, you know. Um, and so, but we, I'm um, grateful for my three older brothers and my mom and my dad who are still here in Louisiana. So. How, many, how many kids again for the people to hear good? Uh, my parents had four boys, and then um, they have, let's see, oh my goodness, one, two, three, four, now seven grandkids. So it's awesome. Mm -hmm. So you're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest is Ben Domain. He is the managing consultant for American Philanthropic in Denver, Colorado. He previously had spent a lot of time with Focus. And uh, how was that experience? And, and, and did you bring the Cajun Catholic to, to Denver? I want to know how much of that, that you brought over there. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the, uh, the first part, it was, it was incredible. Like to your point, I think there was hesitation. One of the things I tested Christ on was actually sharing my faith, right? You know, it's like, ah, oh, I'll let it be personal. But the moment I opened myself up to sharing my faith that, hey, I just want to share with you what Christ is doing in my life, right? And there was hesitation there, but but through focus really showed me that, one, it's the only way we advance in our faith. And two, it's it's going to just rock your socks just as much as it helps another out. So I, so I have had to, I've tried to do that as best I can, you know? So I still walk with people here in Denver. I think the biggest thing that I call in my life lately is to see that my family, my, my, especially, uh, there's a saying by one of the first popes, which was, uh, your family's your first poor, right? And so I've been focusing on doing discipleship with my kids. So, and trying to do that as best as I can. And to, uh, my wife makes a mean gumbo, so, which is incredible. So a lot of our friends are like, Hey, can we just come to your house? <laughs> so, Chicken and sausage. Yeah, yeah, and and she makes sure that anytime I come home, uh, or my wife, uh, or my mom is traveling in, that she gets uh, best stop. 
Well, you know, our, our Cajun uh, culture and our, our people know you can get chicken anywhere in the world, really, right? But you can't get sausage just anywhere. What, what kind of sausage y'all like? Andouille. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you got to get that from home, or they have Oh, that? yeah, we, we have to come here. You're, you're that. importing yeah. that. Yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always joke, my wife immigrated here from Ireland, and people say, oh, where are you from? And I say, oh, I immigrated from Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably don't even know where that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Ben, uh, tell us a little bit about how Denver and Lafayette are alike, if they are alike in any ways, and, and, and I guess different. That's a big question. Um, Catholic faith wise, yeah, church wise, yeah, I would say I would say there's a there's a um, the way that they're similar is there's a there's a you know the rivers run deep that right the people really truly believe in it right um, I think you look at your Cajun Catholics there's this deep seededness deep rootedness within the Catholic faith you know um, and the way they're different oh man um, I'll I'll give you an yeah. example. How yeah. about like, do they make the sign of the cross when they when they drive in front of the church? Because they say that I've heard that only New York City and in in, in in deep Louisiana does that. That's so far. I've I've never noticed. You know, I do right? it all the time. Yeah. So yeah, I've never noticed. I need it. you to notice. Yeah, I'll, I'll look. I'll look into that. I think we wear more. Survey. We wear more coats to mass during November, December, and January. I bet <laughs> That's you do. That's about the only thing. <laughs> yeah. You have a white Christmas, maybe. Uh, we do have white Christmas. Yeah, it's That's really beautiful. Good. It is really beautiful. So, um, all right. So. I like to ask. Uh, you want to ask? I like to ask our listeners, um, our guests as well. You know, what's going on in, in your prayer life? But more like importantly, what have you learned about the church uh, recently? And and John and I had the great fortune of going to the Masters recently, uh, and um, we but we caught a mass in South Carolina, which is right across the state line. And, and one of the things that I picked up on uh, was that when Jesus was in the, um, the Garden of Gethsemane and he was, he was sweating blood, that uh, he, he needed some strength at that moment. And in, and in the Gospel of Luke, an angel came to him and strengthened him. And I never really picked that up before, and that was fascinating to me. And I guess one I had me wondering, like, how did Luke know this? Did Jesus tell him? Did he see the angel? But mm-hmm. that's something that a little thing I picked up, uh, you know, when we were on our trip. But what, what have you picked up in your faith lately, uh, man? Most recently, I've, um, it's funny how I feel like things come in seasons. You know, I, I think most recently um, my grandmother passed away last week. I think I've been so deeply moved by the apostolic pardon. So she was, as you guys know, um, she received last rites and then the apostolic pardon, and then five minutes away later passed away. Wow! And I, that has just deeply moved me because I think there's just, um, you know, she was EWT. She watched more EWTN than anybody. You know, <laughs> uh, she prayed the rosary daily. Uh, but I think that I think the thing that has been permeating through that to my heart recently is how. You know, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter how bad you think you are, right? Like when you were talking about how I thought I ran away from the church, right. I wasn't far. Not at all. That that Jesus is right there with me, and He just wants you to hear, "I'm sorry," and come back home. You know, I, I, it's just deeply moving to me lately. So I think that's been moving to me lately. So. Um, Nice. Yeah. And you know, what comes to mind, you know, I always have heard that the, the closer you become to Jesus, the further, you, you know, you, you think that you are, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and so that that's true in our faith life. You know, we uh, the closer you become to him, the, the further mm-hmm. you, you really believe that you are, you and, know. And the other thing that I think that's 
coming to me recently is doing the little things well, right? I, I've been reflecting a lot. I, I reflect a lot on, um, now you're going to have to help me with passages, Calvin, that um, the guy who is asked to go bathe in the river. Naaman. Naaman, thank you. Naaman, to bathe in the small river Jordan. And he's like, well, no, no, no where's the big river, right? Yeah, well, and, and I think it we... It was nasty river. Yeah, and he's like, no, I, I, I'm just calling you to do the simple things well. And so I think in a... In a I'm in kind of a you know monsoon season, raising three kids, four two four year old, two year old, newborn. That it's like I just need to do the simple things really well. I don't need to do anything crazy. My wife and I play a decade with our kids. It's not fancy, it's not cool, but it's just the small things really well. So a friend of mine once told me, just kiss it. I said, what do you mean kiss it? Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> That's right. And that uh, that stayed with me for a while. I got to get you something, Ben. I, my my wife and I uh, prayed a rosary coming to, coming and going from the masters and and um, on the road and 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 someone gave whether well, it's five in our family as well. I have three daughters and and someone gave us this beautiful rosary where each of the birthstones is a decade of the of the color and of the stone. And so when we prayed the rosary, and I didn't know this, you know, that my wife, because uh, we pray a rosary separately most of the time, is she's really emphasizing that decade for that particular person in the family that's so cool. i gotta that's get really you cool. one of those yeah, rosaries. I love that. that'd be yeah. awesome that's so really cool. uh john reed jump in here babe oh uh, oh ben uh you know i've learned a lot about you in this few minutes we've been together since we haven't seen each other in a long time what have you taken with you from your football experience to help you uh in the challenges that face you each day that's a great question. I, it's funny. I just got the chance to catch up with my old strength coach. I'm sure you guys remember Coach Tommy Moffitt. Yes. Yeah, and he's incredible. He's he's won a uh, national championship with the University of Miami, University of Tennessee, where he coached Coach Peyton Manning. You know, so he's incredible. And I was just sharing with him that when times are tough, I have a one of his quotes on my whiteboard, and I'm like, man, it's the end of the day. I need to call clients back, or I need to do something I don't want to do. And then I just hear him say. You gotta fight, you know? <laughs> and so, so I. Had, in fact, my wife was in labor, and she was about to give birth to our daughter. I said, "I said you gotta fight." And she goes, "Not right now." Not right now. <laughs> yeah, I learned that one. Don't coach the wife during labor. That's exactly. Not, that's one time you don't want to be coaching. Uh, so I would normally ask this question to Ben, but being as I know that Calvin is in a supernatural state, and when Calvin and Ben are together, it's 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 extra that. So give me Calvin a Bible verse or a, a character that you think of when you think of Ben, or that what comes to your mind right now for him. Well, I've never stumped Calvin in my life. This is oh, like, no, there's so somebody many, needs to write this one down. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's so many good ones. Uh, I would have to say. Uh, Second Timothy uh, one and, and seven, it says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. I think that's what he needs to how he needs to be treading today. It took him time, but he nailed it. He did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Praise Calvin. God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right, just a few minutes left on this show, uh, Ben. You, uh, and this is a question, I guess, my your parents and and, and I would ask you: you Are you going to live in Denver forever, or are we ever going to get you back home? You know, Todd, I never thought I'd be a Catholic or even a missionary. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if you asked me that question years ago, I you know, I think I just want to follow the Holy Spirit, you know, and and that's where I just want to be. And and I think right now that uh, Denver has become home, um, but yeah. 
All right. Yeah. So that's a yes or that's a no. Or that that's a, that is a I, you talk to the Holy Spirit. Okay, we're Calvin, not sure. get on it. We're not yeah. Sure. All right, we'll ask Calvin to pray. next time. Just continue to pray and see God's <laughs> guidance. Man, what do you, what do you uh, what do you carry with you to Denver uh, as far as the Cajun Catholic people and, and the pride of, of, of being from Acadiana and 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 from Louisiana? You know, um, what, what is it that makes us special down here that that you recognize when you come back? I, I, I honestly have to say joy. I think my wife has started a quote little ministry. She jokes about it. It's called the smiling ministry where she just walks around and smiles at people. And it's incredible how many people don't smile back. Right. And I think that's what Cajun Catholics exude. And I think in large part due to their suffering, right? The cage, my, my wife, I'm going to hear from Ireland. I said, and it was interesting. We, we have both suffered at the hands of English, right? And then mm-hmm. we get to our parish and it's led by a great English priest. <laughs> so, uh, but I think it's because, uh, there's a suffering, I think breeds joy, right? That you've been through such deep suffering and that you can exude joy. And so I think that's what, that's what I love about Cajuns. That's what I love about, uh, being with you guys is that there's this joy amongst you. You know, the, the faith doesn't have to be so serious, you know? So the- yeah, you know, I'm just so happy to be here with Ben today. He's a soldier for Christ, and he's such a great friend and a great person, and he's made all of us so proud, and he's carrying his faith out into the world. And Denver, Colorado is a long way from Lafayette, Louisiana, but, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're always here in our heart, and, and we'll always certainly be praying for you, and we know our, that your prayers are with us. Thank you. Um, so just a, just a couple of minutes left on the show, Ben. What, what, have you thought any uh, about a legacy uh, for yourself, you know? That's, uh, more kids and yeah i i think that it, uh definitely i think we're definitely open to life i think one of the things i was praying through on because you, you had mentioned uh there's no talking points for the show but if you feel like the holy spirit's calling you invite you something i think looking back at my life now i'm recognizing where the holy spirit has led me to and why this and i would say the thing that i feel like god is moving me towards is to help people uh, in fr- in shortness give their money away right um, I get to work with great Catholic clients and, and I realize that there's just this, um, there's this missing link when it comes to tithing and almsgiving, right? That the Lord has called us. It's the only place in the Bible. He says, test me on this, give away your first fruit, right? From, sure. is it Malachi? Malachi. Yeah. Malachi. Malachi. And, and I, I think, I think that we're missing that in the church that we need to talk about money and how it relates to mission that we're sending people out who are commissioned disciples to go reach other people for Jesus Christ. And so anyways, that's, that's, I hope is my legacy as well as a great father, right? Yeah. And, and that is what, and tell it, is that what your company does? That's what you do. That's what we do. Yep. We help, we are a comprehensive consulting firm for nonprofits to help them raise more money. So we'll do everything from capital campaigns to direct mail to digital marketing to you name it. And each person who runs each segment is highly competent in that area. So and what do they do with the money? They, more mission, right? So, so yeah, exactly. So if you, if we work with, um, let's see, St. Paul's outreach, the more money that they raise means the more missionaries they can hire, the more places they can expand to, the more souls that they can impact for Christ. So, Second Corinthians eight and nine teaches us about good stewardship. And, uh, there's a blessing, conditional blessing for all those who handles God's, uh, 
finances in the right way. So absolutely, uh, that's in the will of God for your life. Yeah, Thanks, absolutely. Ben, for being on the show. Uh, we got just a, a few a few seconds left for Calvin to take us out in prayer. But we love you, Ben, and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you for yes, having, you having me. I appreciate Hallelujah. it. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of the Father, Father the Son, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Our Father and our God, we thank you for this tremendous opportunity, Father, to serve and to invite our guests on there that has this on here to, that has the same attitude about serving. You said that service above self. This is what Jesus did. This is how he controlled himself and the people that around him left a long legacy for us to follow. So I'm just thanking you, Father. Isaiah 55, 6 says, uh, Seek the Lord while he may be found, found and search for him while he's near. I believe that he's present, not only in the Eucharist and the Holy Ghost, but he's present here in this booth too. So let God's arms reach out to all the listeners and touch their lives in a unique way. This I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 God bless.